Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you may notice that Scully is moving a little bit closer to the camera on my end. <laughs> got some got some rearrangements going on i'm just aware of her slowly encroaching presence so don't feel like this is a zoom horror movie format where where she sneaks up on me i know you're right there i watched that video again where we started rolling a long time ago we started rolling and you had your hand around scully Mm -hmm. and scully had her hand around you Mm -hmm. (laughs) just we we opened the show like that so many Mm -hmm. times but this one usually Jeez, Lee, we're doing a show. Oh, we're rolling? Uh, that's in the, <laughs> our old bloopers reel. I remember you put that in there. Yeah, we're. Uh, I think I'm going to be making some more uh, uh. videos of that older format, the older vlog format, uh, hopefully, as we get closer and closer to one of the favorite seasons of this show, Halloween. Remember that time I uh, said that Agent Scully should eat a sandwich and somebody yelled at me for fat-shaming women? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that, but I think... <laughs> In it's general, okay, it's okay if we don't bring that up again. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Uh, it was just so dumb. Yeah, I think everybody should eat a sandwich just in general. But that aside, if you were a longtime conspiracy realist, uh, we are welcoming you back to the show. And you know what happens this time of the week. It is the top of the week. It is Monday, which means it is time for strange news. We're going further into governmental absurdity. We're going further into the lives and crimes of the incredibly cartoonishly, offensively wealthy and powerful, and we're going forward to the future in a way that I think is, frankly, beep me here, Doc, f***ing terrifying. Uh, Also, we are still keeping an eye on some of the things we talked about in our last Strange News. Uh, We're learning more about 
the coup in Guinea. We're learning more about so many, so many stories that seem here and gone as far as the Western news cycle is concerned. The the FBI released a highly redacted one document. <clears throat> About 9 11. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The FBI did uh, respond or try to get in front of the executive order and release some stuff. But yet again, it appears they mistakenly used the black highlighters instead of the yellow ones. So there are still questions that remain. Shout out to The Onion for that age old joke that never. It, it's never not relevant, which how, mm. how weird is that? I suggest maybe we travel to to the United Kingdom first, because there's something really interesting that happened here. I, I don't know if anybody's experienced this in your personal lives, uh, but you've probably seen this scene in countless films and countless television shows where someone says, uh, hey, uh, are you, you know, are you Mr. Noel Brown? Or hey, are you Mr. Matt Frederick? And then you say yes, like a sucker. And they go, you've been served. And they hand you papers. <laughs> or they just do like a really hot dance move up on you. And they say, you got served. That's yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a better service. You you do have to pay a premium to get people served that way. They're like yeah. a singing telegram at that point. But, uh, <laughs> but combining the two is the best. Right. But get it. You know, it's like a little bit of a it puts a silver lining on things. It turns out being served is a, a real process and it's uh, it's something that maybe is a little misunderstood in the world of Western fiction, I would say, because if you've never had a legal experience with this, then it sounds like all you have to do is never tell a stranger your name, right? Never admit who you are and just be ready to run away. But I think it's it's not that quite that simple just for a... Uh, just for comparison, the U.S., there's this legal move you can do where if if you're getting stonewalled by the person you're trying to serve, but you know they are in regular contact with someone like a spouse or a child or whatever, then you can serve that person instead, and it still counts. So, ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, in this case, I don't know exactly how it works with British law or with, with uh, law over there in the U.K., uh, but... And you know what, Ben? I actually see this, what we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's more like, from Prince Andrew's perspective, it's more like thinking you're, you've finished the film, you've conquered whatever the antagonist is. Uh-huh. If, if the protagonist in the story is Prince Andrew, you feel like that that's over, and then all of a sudden, it's back. The, the person is back, right? Wakes up from whatever... They were knocked out or something. It's even enough to make him sweat, right? Yes, exactly. And I think that's a very good thing in this case. Not only equating it in that way because the horror movie genre does this a lot. Prince Andrew, who has been accused of taking part in some of the Jeffrey Epstein uh, human trafficking and, and sexual assault actions... I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Prince Andrew was a part of many of the allegations that were against Jeffrey Epstein. At least he took part in a few instances within the saga that is Jeffrey Epstein's uh, sexual abuse and human trafficking thing. God, I don't even know how to say that. But It's a conspiracy. It's a a huge conspiracy and just a, a terrible, terrible thing that went on for a very long time. And... Prince Andrew was accused specifically by a person named Virginia Roberts Geoffrey. I don't know how to say that correctly. G-I-U-F-F-R-E. And you've likely seen a picture of Prince Andrew and Virginia together that it circulated a lot. It's when she was very, very young. The two of them are posed together. You can find that picture. She has been attempting to hold Prince Andrew to account for his actions stuff that occurred when she was underage. She's been trying to do that for a long time. And today in New York City, as we record this, Monday, September 13th, Virginia and her attorneys are officially having a pre-trial hearing about the eventual trial they want to have, but, you know, against Prince Andrew for these things that occurred. You know, her, her allegations are that when she was 17, she was sexually assaulted by the prince. 
as a part of Jeffrey Epstein's whole thing. And the the issue they've been dealing with is attempting to officially serve the prince these papers, like Ben was alluding to at the beginning of this story. And it is a weird thing when you are British royalty and you have so many layers of human beings between you and the public, even law enforcement, when when officers have attempted to serve the prince these papers, they have been unsuccessful. And they've been attempting to serve the prince with papers for quite a while. There's some stories in here from The Guardian. I'll give you the story you can reference right now if you'd like to. The story is New York court to hold pretrial conference on civil suit filed against Prince Andrew. And within here, you can see how the papers were not handed over you know, to the prince the way you would in the stories we've described earlier. It, they were handed to some Metropolitan Police officers who were at the gates of a property in, on which the prince was hanging out, uh, where he was located at the time. And that occurred on the 27th of August. And just another piece of info here, a group called Blackfords, this is a law firm that, according to uh, The Guardian, is representing Prince Andrew in, quote, certain UK matters. Mm-hmm. Um they question whether or not these papers were served correctly because they went to a police officer. But it's not as though, you know, you're walking up on a highly guarded property. You could just walk up, you know, past the officers, past the private security, whoever else is there and just hand papers to a literal prince. <laughs> Be fun to try. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you get in? How would you do that reverse heist? Because you're delivering something instead of taking it. Uh, you just dress up like a caterer. No, I'm just joking. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Dress they bring up, if, <laughs> The old New Jersey trick is to put on a construction helmet, an orange vest, have a walkie-talkie, and be loudly complaining into it as you stroll by security. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Vinny, I told you it's four. It's four. You're looking at the wrong. You're looking at no. It's it's a it's a four by two, not a two by four. Is it? Excuse me, Christ, these guys. You know, like oh, that. Wait, is your name Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> you got. Yes. You've been saved. You've, you've been, been saved. You've been saved. And then drop the accent and be like, "Good day, sir." I'm trying uh, to think of other of other cartoony examples of that. It's a thing. It's a joke you see in lots of like TV shows, or maybe there's a character. No, I know what it was. It was uh, what's his face, um, Seth Rogen in I believe Pineapple Express played a guy whose job it was to serve people with papers and he is always donning different like weird disguises in order to do it like I think he serves them to like a doctor or something and puts on scrubs or something to like you know pose as like a whatever like a a surgical assistant or something like that but it's definitely a pop culture thing that to get no one wants to be served so to do it you got to sometimes be a little tricky Uh, obviously these folks were not tricky enough that's the idea. But it's interesting what you're mentioning about Blackfords, Matt, because I was I was following that closely. This is something that I think is worth discussing in future episodes. But it, it occurred to me earlier this weekend, what's the difference between a really high-priced lawyer and just a regular run-of-the-mill lawyer or law firm if the law is indeed just and equal, right? If the mechanisms are the same, why do you have to pay one group more? Uh, what makes Blackford so special? They're ready to go to the ring for this. But I, I also heard, and I think the Guardian article mentions this too, that Blackford's has refused to participate in the legal system, basically, which I, I didn't know you could do. Well, yeah, and it kind of makes what sense. Is, what does that mean? Well, it means that <laughs> this this case, this suit is originating in New York City, in mm-hmm. within the United States, against a member of royalty in the United Kingdom. Very, very far away, very different legal systems. And it's, they are deciding, the Blackbirds as attorneys are deciding that if they go to, if they're actually represented in the court today, if they were represented, representing their client in the court today, it would basically be saying without saying it that they agree that the United States has jurisdiction and, and is able to, that legal system is able to carry out this suit against a United Kingdom member because it's a civil 
suit. Right. Okay. So it's essentially it, it, like extradition, a form of extradition in some weird way. Or it, in a way, it, it's a juris. It's a question of jurisdiction, though. It's a question of legal right. jurisdiction. It's them the allowing least. U.S. jurisdiction to apply in the U.K., which uh, objectively, I, I can understand why that would be uh, a bad idea, uh, even if the the guy wasn't wasn't royalty uh, with all the unfair advantages that yeah. provides. Uh, but still, I mm, it's sticky. Well, it's yes, sticky. it is. And if this is a chess game, and it is, all of it is, uh, it's there are no good moves for the prince and for the Blackfords here because the trial is moving forward, or at least it's taking the first steps, right, to really move forward to get to a trial. And if they just you know, say, no, 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 it's not happening. This isn't happening. You can't do that. No, 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 no. They can do that perhaps for a while, but it keeps it in the news. And that means that their client, Prince Andrew, is constantly getting bad press and his reputation is being, you know, I guess you would say sullied further sullied and further. Indeed. And the other thing that, that's really tough, <laughs> uh, I th- what was it? When Prince Andrew was, when they attempted to serve him, I don't know exactly what was happening, but when they were seeking comment, I think when the guardian was seeking comment or something, they found that the prince was at this place called Balmoral, or I don't know how to say that correctly. B a l m o r a l. It's uh, the queen's Scottish estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there, and according to the guardian, he was having a shooting party oh, over the weekend. Oh, oh, now, when you hear shooting party, what do you think? Like hmm. skeet ducks. No, they're like, Filming something? No, no, I'm thinking like that. It's yeah. like a bunch of old Fox British dudes types. with with guns uh, mm-hmm. shooting clay pigeons or something. Yeah, Cheney style. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. According to I think it was Sky that I was reading, uh, they had he had a shotgun in his hand when he was photographed on the estate. So now I'm rolling around Balmoral with a shotgun, right? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry, I'm making light of this. Uh, we're talking about something awful. That, you know, happened to somebody, at least according to the person filing suit. Yes. Um, But it's and the reason why it's slightly humorous to me is because of what I said at the top of this story. I think Prince Andrew thought this was all going away to an Mm. extent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm imagining that that's me. That's my opinion. uh, When Jeffrey Epstein died, like, okay, well, this that is going away now. Then Jeffrey Epstein's confidant and partner for a long time went is like started going through the legal system and now you know the the person alleging very serious things against him is still here still making accusations still trying to get a trial yeah um, so i'm just i imagine i imagine him at that shooting party feeling very scared well you have to wonder it's tough to really get a sense of someone's inner you know inner thoughts in these sorts of situations uh you can only go by what they have publicly declared and at multiple turns in this case and in this story uh the duke of york oh prince andrew is the legit duke of york uh has repeatedly repeatedly lied or uh, perhaps his legal team would say that he was mistaken Right, because he first denied ever meeting this person, and then a picture of them surfaced, right, featuring Ghislaine also in the background, and Ghislaine uh, Maxwell, yeah, yeah, and then that's the Epstein confidant, and then the story changed again. The sweat reference I made was to his bizarre, uh, his his bizarre attempt to dismiss other evidence against him or other accusations related to this against him, uh, but. The big question is ultimately one of whether this, whether the UK will manage to shut down this investigation. I think a lot of people are heartened that it hasn't disappeared from the news, uh, but there is something else that um, I guess if we walk through Blackford's explanation, what they're basically saying is because this was a US-based thing served by the Metropolitan Police, it was not served in the same way that a UK-based summons would be served, uh, or these, you know, these documents, and therefore it doesn't exist, or it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't uh, cut the legal mustard, is what mm-hmm. they're saying, and that is a big loophole um, to to try. 
Uh, but maybe the guy does feel the walls closing in. Um, we, we just have to be very, very clear. In a monarchy, it is much easier for members of that upper class to get away with things. That's just, that's just the truth. You know what I mean? And that's not saying that every member of the monarchy is somehow a terrible person. Quite the opposite. They're just people like most of the folks listening to the show today. But they're dripping with power and influence. <laughs> and they've got, like we said, like I said, layer upon layer of humans between them and anyone that would wish to take them to task for anything that occurs. We're going to stop talking about this for now, but definitely if you are interested in continuing to follow this, continue to search Virginia Roberts Geoffrey, G-I-U-F-F-R-E, or Giuffrey, perhaps that's how you'd say it. Um, she is the person who is, you know, she and her attorneys are leading the charge to potentially get movement on the upper echelons of society for crimes. You know, at least uh, they're currently alleged crimes because there hasn't been a trial yet. But it, it, I don't know. I am very interested to see if something can actually happen here because it feels like, again, this whole, this whole thing, this whole saga of, of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, it feels like there hasn't been anybody really held accountable. Um, so, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what occurs. Oh, I, I do have one possible conspiracy for the chess strategy point before oh, yeah. we move on. On a one to ten, how uh, how plausible is it? Do you think that Blackfords and the multiple handlers for this royal? How plausible is it? Do you think that they purposely put a Met police officer at the gate, knowing those papers were coming, with the idea of creating this argument? I mean, it's very possible. There was a, a an investigator. I believe private investigator who attempted to serve the papers like the day before they were officially served guy with a great and, name, by the way, Cesar Sepulveda. Yes, wonderful, exactly. wonderful, wonderful private investigator. Now, I'm sorry to interrupt. I had to throw that out there. Officer, officer Sepulveda or just PI Sepulveda PI. So yeah, he was unable to find a high ranking official or high ranking member of the staff and <laughs> to officially serve the papers. But the next day, I guess they just, said, fine, here, your officers, you take it. Apologies, Mr. Sepulveda. Nobody works here. <laughs> There's nobody here. <laughs> nobody. Uh, oof. I, know. I can nobody hear here. them shooting shotguns in the garden. <laughs> those are, no, those no, are automated. No. They, nobody, uh, nobody here but us foxes and clay pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting question, though, isn't it? Because it's like, I mean, so much control over the law if you're in, the fa- if you're in a family like that, you know? I mean, you can kind of get him to do whatever you want, essentially. I mean, you, you've got an official detail like that who you can instruct to not cooperate. And, and they ultimately take their orders from you and, and your dynasty. Well, they take their orders from the queen. Yeah, but, but this <laughs> well, guy's also, an extension of the queen, right? Also, the United Kingdom has a terrible track record when it comes to prosecuting well-to-do sexual predators. I mean, we can name the politicians, if you like. Um, <sighs> We can drop Jimmy Savile, if you like. Um, he was the children's television sometimes. presenter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we'll see what happens in this case or this attempted case against Prince Andrew. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. 
When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And we're back with more strange news. Um, I I picked one today because we had, we've been talking a lot about video game addiction. We got a lot of feedback from that from listeners. Um, that came from largely a story that's still making the rounds about the Chinese government, um, you know, uh, attempting to crack down on what they consider this um, psychological opioid or whatever. Like, uh, or how, what, how they refer to it, Ben? The opium of the mind or something like that? A spiritual opium. Yes. That's a verbatim quote. Correct. And it's just, uh, you know, while that in and of itself is fascinating, the idea of totalitarian governments, you know, deciding what people can and cannot do uh, with their personal time. You know, we've got a little bit of that in the United States. There's certainly, you know, certain things that we can't legally do with our personal time, like certain drugs, and there's age limits on things. But I think we're always fascinated by this idea of some sort of iron-fisted crackdown on things like that. Uh, but this, it also extends to sort of more frivolous and silly things, one could argue. Uh, and that is uh, very much the case with a story that's been in the works for a year or so now, but it's finally coming to fruition. Um, the Chinese government... Um, announced that a giant statue, a 190-foot-tall bronze statue um, of the uh, the god warrior Guan Yu um, is, is massive. In fact, the, uh, the whole point behind it was to uh, get in the Guinness Book of World Records, I believe. It is in an area of China known as uh, Jingshu uh, in Hubei province, and it was dedicated way back in 2016, but immediately caused a, a, a fuss with... Uh, folks in the area saying that it was an eyesore, that it was in some way uh, a blight, you know, and it, it um, sort of cheapened the history of the area because this is an area where this, you know, warrior turned God, who was uh, very, very um, influential in uh, battle during the Three Kingdoms uh, period of, of China, the, the era, rather, uh, during the Han, the late Han dynasty 
he died in 220 AD uh, and was deified, you know, in the same way we might canonize, you know, someone um, who has done good works, you know, in Catholic faith, he was actually made into a god. We don't so much do that. I guess uh, being canonized is sort of being made into a minor. A saint is kind of a minor god, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, he was deified as a god of war and prosperity, which is interesting considering those two things are kind of uh, counter to one another. Uh, I guess, you know, without war, maybe you can't. War leads to prosperity, but it also leads to, you know, uh, destruction and uh, massive poverty and all that. Uh, depends on which side of the battlefield you're on, I suppose. Uh, but he is still this, this figure, very, very widely revered today, especially by police officers and businessmen, um, which is interesting. And this is throughout China uh, and Hong Kong, uh, mainly in China, Hong Kong, and uh, and elsewhere. Um, but this statue uh, costs around $26 million to construct. Uh, and it's actually on top of another building. Uh, it is on top of a, a museum in, in Hubei province. Um, and the Chinese government has now mandated that this statue be moved. Uh, and their original complaint, aside from the locals saying that it was some way, some kind of eyesore, was that it was a waste of money. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of ironic, I think, and sort of fitting to what you can do if you're this totalitarian government, um, that the, the moving of it only a handful of kilometers away, um, I think it's something like 20 kilometers away, uh, is going to cost Oh, just a couple of million dollars American less than it costs to build the statue in the first place. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty fascinating. Uh, and it's, you know, the thing, again, it stands higher than 78 feet, which is interesting because there's actually a regulation like you would have in like historic preservation type situations here in America um, that prevent buildings from being 78 feet for me, taller than 78 feet. Uh, but the folks that were behind the statue were able to get it built because of a loophole because it was a statue, not a building. And the building that it was sitting on top of um, is is not 78 uh, feet tall. It's a, it's a very like it's, it's a very modern kind of like flat looks like a submarine. The building It's almost like a submarine that's buried in the cement. Um very, very interesting stuff. So, but it's going to be moved to a slightly more out of the way site, only about five miles away, um, into an area called uh, Dian Jiang Tai, which is where Guan Yu, this warrior god, was said to have uh, trained his troops. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, the idea of it being a waste of money is one thing. It's really cool looking. I mean, it's really, oh, really yeah. incredible. It looks like a colossus like you'd see mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, ancient Rome or something. Or like it reminds me of the, the statues in Lost, you know, the, the giant feet or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. or, or something out of Game of Thrones. Like it's very impressive. It is beautifully designed. It's made of bronze and it looks kind of like a awesome like fighting game character or something from a graphic novel like it's got these flowing uh kind of robes and a huge beard and it's carrying i believe in america it would be it would be something that would be called a, a glaive like a like a giant pole with a blade on the end of it i believe there's a there's an official uh, Chinese name for an equivalent for this type of weapon. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think? P- paying $24 million for a $26 million statue to be moved five miles away. Well, they're still technically saving money. I mean, for comparison, uh, for the listeners based in the U.S., this is larger than the Statue of Liberty. This yeah. is a lot like New York State saying, we're going to move the Statue of Liberty to a different island five miles away. Like it's, it's expensive, but you know, what, what are they to do if they, so if they just built a second statue five miles away and it was identical, uh, then they would only, they'd only be spending 2 million extra. You know, I, I guess for the sake of history, it's, it's a good thing that they are at least saving it. Even if they're moving it, you know, they're not just tearing it down, which, also would probably be pretty expensive to do safely, I imagine. Wouldn't you mm. say? I yeah, would. I, I agree. And especially that Guandao, that's the, the weapon, I believe, is how you say that. That's right. It's, yeah. it's like a polearm type of weapon. And it uh, that would be really dangerous, Ben. 
trying to move that thing. I mean, it's a weapon. That's a big. Weapon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it would take a lot of people to wield it in a fight. But then uh, this is an interesting story because this has got to be a big deal to people who live in the area and do think it's um, do think it's an eyesore. But it's also strange because. I wonder if there is any sort of domestic controversy around it, you know, like the controversy around statues glorifying uh, members of the Confederate Army during the U.S. Civil War, like those mm. statues being taken down or known racist statues being taken down. Does this ancient war god have any kind of troublesome political implication we know the chinese government is very sensitive to stuff yeah. like that so no not not that i've not okay. that i've read like i said i mean he is revered kind of across the country by folks with a military background or people that are in the police force and businessmen the idea that he's the god of prosperity um there, there is a statement from uh the general commission for discipline inspection and state supervision um that's a that's a doozy uh, saying that the lessons learned from this whole thing have been profound um and it says the giant guan gong statue in jinsu city jinshu city rather hubei province uh which was criticized by the ministry of housing and urban rural development began to be demolished and moved recently. It violates the uh, relevant provisions of the Qing Shu historic and cultural city protection plan. It is unauthorized for planning and an illegal construction, um, which is interesting because again, it was, it was allowed to be built. I mean, you could see, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, I mean, especially in a country like that, I'm sure you gotta have oversight for something that massive to or be built. corruption. Well, that's uh, also true, Ben. That's also somebody true. pocketed some cash. But the only official thing I could find as a, a government complaint was from the Ministry of Housing and Urban Rural Development. Correct. R- reported by South China Post. They said this, quote, ruined the character and culture of Xingzhou as a historic city, which is weird. I I, I don't know. There's so many things that you could say ruin the character and culture of a place as an historic city. But if the if the people who live there genuinely don't want it there, then more power to them. It's just it, it feels it feels odd because this seems like it would be it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It seems like it would be great for tourism, right? Like I, mean, I would like go I see said, that statue. It, it's awesome. You look yeah. at it. Here, here's my question. I mean, sure. five miles. Yeah, I'm looking at the region or like an image. It's like a very large, you know, kind of like panoramic image of the area. And I mean, it's five miles, really. You're going to still be able to see it. You know, it's that <laughs> tall, you know, I mean, yeah. in, a, in a flat area. I mean, you can see the Statue of Liberty from five miles away. You know, it'll, it'll be smaller, I guess. But uh, this thing is huge. And they've already started, right? They've already started taking this apart piece yep. by piece. Starting with the head. And, mm-hmm. and it's very similar to this, the way the Statue of Liberty is structured, Ben, because I know if you, we've, we've seen images of the construction of the Statue of Liberty. And it's supported on the inside by these like armatures or these almost like, you know, uh, struts. That, that like hold it up from the inside and the, you know, so, I mean, you think of a bronze sculpture and I guess I think of it typically as being constructed from one piece and like, you know, uh, hewn in some way, but that's not what this is. This is like more modular. So yeah, it's being disassembled, starting with the head and you can see images of it now with the kind of struts, the in- interior struts exposed. Um, not quite sure exactly what the timeline is on getting it done, but uh, it is going to cost just a couple million American dollars um less than what it costs to build. Uh and I'm not sure who this is for. Limited to to a handful of sources on this one, but you're right Ben. There's got to be something going on underneath the uh underneath the bronze here. Oh. Uh China Central TV says that it was illegally built as you pointed out, right? They did that loophole and they're like, "Hey, old statue is not a building." Uh somebody got fired behind this one, Ben. <laughs> I think uh, I think probably, but if they made enough money to retire, I doubt they care about being fired. Now mm-hmm. they just have to make sure an anti-corruption investigation doesn't get them. And anti-corruption investigations in this case are usually like one group of corrupt operators investigating another group of corrupt operators. Well, short and sweet on this one today, y'all. Matt, you got anything to add? Nothing really. I just want to see giant hundreds of feet tall statues of modern war heroes from 
modern eras. So like somebody with just just I want to see the weapons. I want to see like comic book style weapons, but just made real into giant 50 feet versions. Just like pepper them throughout the landscape all over the planet. Let's just see those. Uh, apparently there is a game where this this war god appears. Is it the Romance of the Kingdom or Romance of the... Oh, what is it called? It's called hey, Hades. It's on Steam, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, but that's... I, I may be incorrect here. Um, anyway, that has that has nothing to do with this, but I do... I, I love the idea of giant statues. I look at... There, there are some magnificent ones that put... Uh, some U.S. statuary to shame, and they're often, you know, religious figures. Totally, like that one in, uh, is it Rio de Janeiro? Yes, yeah, Christ yeah, the yeah. Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer, that one's beautiful. It's funny, though, um, you know how there's been this, like, spate of really embarrassingly bad bronze sculptures of people in the last, like, maybe 20 years or so? Like, there was one of Lucille Ball that's just, like, absolutely hideous, doesn't look like her at all. There's one uh, of uh, Braveheart, William Wallace, uh, that was actually made to look like Mel Gibson from the movie Braveheart. Just weirdly out of proportion. Um strange looking teeth, you know, head way too big for the torso. There's even one of James Brown in my hometown of Augusta. That's a little odd looking. Um, it's just funny how like the art of sculpture is maybe something best left to, uh, to the antiquities in some ways. You guys, if you're interested in more Guan Yu, check out, uh, there's another city in China called Changping village near Yuncheng city and uh it's another giant statue of him he's he's got the same weapon and this time he's just kind of standing more up straight with his weapon down at his side but it's massive and it looks over the like a valley essentially and it's in the top of a hill or mountain and when you look up as a person just in that city there's this towering figure of the same deified guy and the uh, the largest statue in the world, like absolute largest, is also in China. It's the Spring Temple Buddha. It is topping out at 420 feet by itself, and it's on top of an 82-foot kind of pedestal lotus throne. Interesting story about that. It was made, I believe, in response to the destruction of historic statues in Afghanistan. But um, maybe we should, can we go? Can we go to mainland China and check out these statues before they get relocated or torn down or I'm whatever down. happens? Do I'm down That's too. huge. Wow. Yeah, let's do it. This is nuts. Let's do it. I'm sure we can just charge it to the company. No big deal. <laughs> um, in the meantime, though, let's, uh, let's do some ads to pay for our trip to China. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. And we have returned. So, confession, guys, based on how things are going in in general in the world these days, I don't know if I can get past customs in China. Um, maybe that'll change in the future, uh, but it would be kind of dodgy um, because there are there are a lot of issues that are rightly or wrongly uh, portrayed as being very sensitive to the government here in the West, at least the way they're being reported. So. What I might be able to do instead, if I somehow can't get in legally, is to travel there vicariously. All I need you all to do, you Matt, you know, Doc, everybody listening to the show, is put on a very special pair of Ray-Bans and travel through the country. Go to the Spring Temple Buddha uh, and, and uh, or, you know, go to, go to that Scottish estate in the United Kingdom and I can see as though through your eyes. Facebook, a company that has proven time and time again, it uh, treats the concept of trust as sort of a Rorschach ink blot. You know what I mean? The definition is you see what you want. Uh, they have released... Just uh, just very recently, they're releasing these Ray-Bans in partnership with Luxottica. By the way, that's a conspiracy, too. There's oh, one yeah. sunglass company that owns <laughs> pretty much all, all yeah. the, yeah, one spectacle company to control them all and bind them. It's weird that we haven't done an episode on it, but honestly, sometimes we get in a bubble conspiracy realist and we assume that everybody knows stuff like that. But if you go to a sunglass hut, if you go to a CVS, if you go to, you know, your Dwayne Reed or whatever's in your neck of the woods, you go anywhere. You buy sunglasses, you're indirectly buying them from this one company. And now, for the low, low price of about $299 US, $299, you can get these glasses that will, do you guys remember Google Glass? We yeah. had a coworker who had one, Jonathan Strickland. Sure. I remember they were ugly. And expensive. And I think Jonathan was in a pilot program where he got a pair to like hold kind of. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that he owned them, but it was like he was part of like an early adopter kind of, you know, testing them out kind of thing. But they were way too wide. Uh, they just made your head look oddly proportioned. And it, it just, yeah, it was a dead giveaway. And I just don't know who was asking for this technology. Yeah, this is interesting because if you recall, those glasses did look odd because they had the top frame, like the top metal frame of a t- typical pair of spectacles, uh, but they didn't have lenses. Instead, they had one kind of uh, rectangular sliver of glass in the top left or top right part of one of the lenses. And these things backfired a little bit for Google. And, and Google is a, a wildly experimental company. So they, they kind of bake in the idea that not everything will work out. Shout out Google Wave, et cetera, et cetera. But this, the, the problem with the glasses was that people tended to not like the idea of being filmed without their consent. You know, and it, legally, it's a, it's a sticky thing. But there was another, tech enthusiasts may recall, there was another thing that was like a little body camera you could put on your chest 
that would just take a picture randomly at different intervals. And I've, uh, I've encountered those as well. And they're fun, you know, and uh, in the case of Google Glass, maybe eventually they could have become um, a profoundly powerful device. But getting over that hurdle of expectations of privacy and, you know, expectations of aesthetic, I would say, because you guys aren't the only ones complaining about how ugly they looked. Uh, the design wasn't popular. Th just those two factors in alone were enough to sink it. And so Facebook is going to try again. And just like the Terminator example I had used earlier some weeks ago, these new glasses look closer to regular sunglasses. They look like Ray-Bans, unless you know what you're looking for and you're up close. They're very much not Ray-Bans. They have audio capability, so you can listen to you know, a podcast or the radio, or you know, I guess if you did some rewiring, you could listen to the rest of the operatives on the assassination run with some Lake City quiet pills. Uh, and then they also have these two cameras. This, as soon as I read this, one of the things that surprised me was most of the reporting was handled the way you would report on any other kind of just like consumer electronic, right? Like here's the PS5 and it has X amount of these things and Y amount of these things and those kind of reporting uh, approaches. I didn't see a lot about the privacy concerns. Are you guys weirded out by this? Like, what would you do if I showed up? We're hanging out off air and I show up and I'm wearing these Ray-Bans, and I'm like, hey, guys, these are my Facebook glasses. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it makes me think of, I've been rewatching the excellent uh, seminal HBO television series, The Wire, finally moved on from The Sopranos, guys. Uh, and within that, you know, there's a lot of litigation that goes into putting a tap on somebody's phone. Um, even if there is known criminal activity, it takes a lot to convince a judge to, to put up, to, to write a writ. And even then, those uh, warrants are only like for like 30 days. Then you have to show what you got and then get it again. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how long it's taken for us to get technology uh, good enough where you can just, uh, you know, prosumer level stuff can like do this and have it be convincing and have it be um, that's an issue. Right. The fact that they're not awkward looking and that, that you can be pretty secretive in recording people. Um, there was another there's a film called Sound of Your Voice or Sound of My Voice by Britt Marling um, that was about a journalist that infiltrates a cult. And the big like aha thing in the movie is that they've got these glasses that film you and have audio. And it was like, even at the time, like something that just didn't exist. So, yeah, it certainly opens up a lot of questions as to how this was being used. And even if you do get someone doing something uh, compromising, I mean, sure, maybe you didn't get it legally, but if you put it on the internet, does it really matter? Right, right. You can't unring the bell. Matt? I'm, I'm imagining your scenario, Ben, that you were just talking about where if you showed up with the glasses, how would I feel? I'm imagining what would it be like if Facebook itself, just as an entity, showed up and said, hey, take these glasses. You're going to love them. You just everything you look at, you're going to be able to take video of. Everything you say, everything mm -hmm. everybody says to you, you'll be able to hear it and record it. And then just having them explain to you that, yeah, I mean, we're going to monitor some of it just, just to make sure that, that we make the apps better and the hardware better. It's, it's for improvement. Uh, that's really what it's for. Um, and also to enhance your advertising experience. <laughs> ah, interesting point, though. These are not augmented reality. Not yet. They're not no, AR. No, All but they're but they are connected, right? We're, oh, yeah. We, oh, for sure. So... If it's used in the same way that Facebook is used in mm. that Facebook can track everything you look up, what you talk about, what you're interested in, what you post about, what you like, what you dislike. If that exists already as their business model, now you're putting cameras that you're putting Facebook cameras on your head. Mm -hmm. Gee, I wonder what they're going to use that for. <laughs> Right, Probably the same type of stuff they use those cars that they send around that you see grabbing up geographical data. Exactly. Yeah, they'll be geotagged. And, and speakers, remember, any electronic device you have that possesses a speaker, you should assume it possesses some version of a microphone as well at this point. So you will be able to take phone calls on these things for anybody who somehow is not horrified by being on the phone. And the the thing with this is that that means it will be listening to sound, 
I'm sure it will have geotagging or geolocation. Uh, it will also be able to, I'm, I'm sure there will be language about using turning off for photos and short videos or whatever, but I'm also likewise sure that language will be written such that it is safe to assume it's never really off when the rubber hits the road. Uh, so if there is a, for instance, if you are, if you are a witness to something like a car crash or a crime, then maybe that footage gets pulled, you know, and they don't, they just, maybe there's a, this is years down the road, but maybe there's a blanket request where it says, okay, we need every, you know, Facebook face out there in the area. We need the location and say, okay, we've got these people all have Facebook accounts. They were around this area at the time of the the crash. And then of these people, X amount have these glasses and they were standing there. So let's just pull the footage. Like it, it is, we are closer and closer to this kind of world and it should scare people. Sure. And I don't know why it doesn't. Well, it's interesting when you look at them, they, they, they do look good. They do look like a, a, a cool pair of Ray-Bans for the most part. They're a little smaller, weirdly, like around the eyes kind of. And they uh, have, you can see the camera. You can see the camera lenses on either side. Or I'm not sure if it's two of them or what, but they are. there are these little dots on either side. And I wonder, you know, a lot of ways that they get around uh, the idea of like, oh, are you filming me? Is there's some kind of LED light? That's why that, right. that red light on a camera exists in the first place. It was so people would know, hey, turn the camera off. Okay. And the light goes off. You know, the camera's gone off. Um, I'm, I'm reading the specs on the, the Ray-Ban mm-hmm. website. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything about that. It doesn't say anything about a uh, LED. It just says that they are uh, Wi-Fi connectable, Bluetooth compatible. Um, 500 photos can be stored on board or 30 to 30 or 30, 30 second videos, which isn't that much. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, early days. hundred percent. Baby steps I'm with you. I'm with you. Into authoritarian state surveillance. But yeah, you can, you're right. That's a really good point. So, the way it works in theory, if you can trust the company responsible, is that you do a little tap on the side of, oh, here, we'll do props. Let's do props. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's see. These are Ray Bans. We're talking. And then um, we're moving kilos of some, oh, we're moving kilos of maple syrup. And, and then, uh, so you just tap on, the glasses, and then uh, the thing that would prevent us from talking about criminal activity then is that we would see those little LED lights that Noel just described. But I also think analog solutions are best around an uncertain camera. It's best just to block it physically. Uh, I, I don't know. There's also the thing like if human beings were ready this technology could be amazing. It could do really good stuff for everyone, you know, especially if you evolve uh, into an augmented reality aspect, you'll be able to learn so much more about the world around you in a way that's uh, that could be incredibly beneficial. But based on based on the organization involved, not Luxottica, not Ray-Ban, but Facebook, um, because of their track record, it's easy to see why uh, why multiple people would be concerned on a privacy level. There's another story that just came out about Facebook, and I don't know if you guys had heard this one, but Facebook just got busted, again, uh, lying about how they handle content. It turns out, the Wall Street Journal just reported this, it turns out they have a secret list of about 5.8 million people who are elite, uh, they're celebrities or they're other what they call highly effective individuals. If you're on this secret list, then you get to bypass any rules about social communities, any of those things that say like, don't post hate speech, don't post blah, blah, blah. Um, they make oh, the whitelisting thing you're talking yeah, about? That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, 5.8 million people on this uh, secret whitelist. And this program is referred to as X-Check or Cross-Verify. Uh, this, again, this you can read the full story in the journal, but it looks like when people, it, it looks like Facebook is privately not doing the stuff that it says it publicly is doing. So I would be concerned with any company that that maintains that kind of duplicity, you know? I mean, 
Am I being alarmist? I feel like we're too, too close now to a world wherein everybody has some kind of AR augmentation, right? If you're listening to this, you just had a kid. Uh, congratulations, first off. And secondly, uh, the trends indicate that they will eventually grow up with something very much like AR. And, you know, we've described a scary world where it's ad driven, right? How long before the camera looks back in your eye and tracks what you're watching, what you're looking at, right? And then emails you very threateningly because the system knows what you've been doing. (laughs) If you defy me in 96 hours, says says Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, it's, It's true, though, but I, if I felt, the thing is, I love this idea of increasingly embedded technology, objectively. And if I could, just for, on a personal level, if I felt like I could trust whatever entity was creating this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so freaked out about it. Like, what about you guys? If it was, if it were like Google and Facebook are the two biggest ones, but what if it were something like uh, ProPublica, uh, which is a great not-for-profit journalistic institution? That's brilliant. ProPublica oh, or like, some other group yeah, like that? Yeah, use these to like stick it to the man as opposed to the man trying to sell these to you to stick it to each other or to basically play yourselves. There's a really great article in the New York Times about this. The, the headline is fun in and of itself. It says, smart glasses made Google look dumb. Now Facebook is giving them a try. Um, and the author, Mike Isaac, says, it all made me feel that I was being dragged into some inevitable future dreamed up by people much more techie than me, one in which the seams between the real world and the technology that supports it had all but vanished. For years, Silicon Valley has chased a vision similar to that of a William Gibson novel, where sensors and cameras are woven into the everyday lives and clothes of billions of people. Yet the tech companies that have pursued these ideas have often failed to achieve them as people have shunned wearable computers, especially on their faces. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would be into it, Ben, if it was also a monitor to where, like, if I'm looking through the glasses, I can play back video I've just recorded, and it would look the way it does when well, I look black through my mirror. glasses. That is Black <laughs> Mirror. That's the Like black the old thing episode. about how much equipment you need to be able to take a photograph of, say, the night sky in a way that looks looks as real cool as it does. Yeah, when you look with your naked eye. I mean, that's that's cool. So that would be your sacrifice at the at the helm of like that would be your sacrifice, right? Your propitiation to the death of privacy. That would be your trade-off. Well, I, I mean, I'm yeah. really imagining that as like for anyone who is aging, getting older and older, like if you could uh, somehow do that, go yeah. record like uh, this is, sounds silly, uh, but go record playing with someone's grandchild or great grandchild and just go really play with them and then be able to put those glasses on somebody who say just isn't able physically to go and play in that way anymore, but would love Mm -hmm. to, and they could actually hear it and see it like that is black mirror as well. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that would be, that would be part of the Facebook commercial or the Ray-Ban commercial, but there's, (laughs) there's, there are just so I, I know I'm being very dystopian or pessimistic, but just so there are some good examples, let's consider this. Uh, this kind of technology, once it progresses, would be something where if the pilots in an airplane, assuming humans still fly planes themselves, if the pilots in an airplane are unconscious, worst case scenario, somebody has to land the plane, and they could put these glasses on and the folks at air traffic control could see exactly what they're doing. And tell them how to land, like highlight if, the buttons. <laughs> think about think about um, how incredibly easy tutorials would become. You know, now you're fixing a car. If people are still allowed to fix their own cars. You like how every one of these has a caveat, <laughs> but, uh, and then you'll be able to actually see from a point of view that is directly relevant to what you're doing with the engine. I mean, I see those good things and you could learn things easily. You could have instant translation when you're talking to people, uh, if they speak a different language. There's a lot of opportunity for really powerful good things. But again, and this is just my own prejudice, uh, because of the origin point, I feel like there's a there's a bit of a poison pill here. And so I'm worried about it and love for another competitor to come out um, or for Facebook to do something that can ensure the public its days of duplicity uh, have truly concluded. And and it's a new era of transparency or honesty. But I don't know if that would happen. I know we went a little long on this one, so we're going to wrap it up today. 
We'd like to hear from you. We want to hear your ideas about these stories we have shared. And uh, just because we left off on the Facebook thing, hey, it's easy to find us online. <laughs> you can join our Facebook group. I just want to add, add one tiny little thing. And, and yeah. you yeah, should yeah, join yeah. the Facebook group. Here's where it gets crazy. They are claiming, you know, which was probably um, uh, verifiable, that, that all this stuff is encrypted, which would mean it's encrypted from Facebook. So it's not like you can, they're just automatically having a feed from your eyeballs directly to their, like, you know, uh, algorithm. Mm -hmm. Just devil's advocate putting that out. Yeah. Like the way they treated everybody with the same standards until it turned out they didn't. Yeah. Well, here's where it gets crazy. That's the, <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the Facebook page. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you don't care for sipping on the social meets, uh, fear not. We have a number of other ways you can contact us. That's right. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, where we are Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. If you do not like social media, specifically that glasses one that we just talked about, we literally just talked about the one that has the glasses, and then we told you to go to our page. You can use your phone to use your mouth to contact us. <laughs> That's right, one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Three minutes is what you got. Leave us a message, tell us a story, tell us what to call you, and you might hear yourself on one of our weekly listener mail episodes. Do be sure and let us know that it's okay to use your audio. If you don't want to do that and you've got a longer story, especially to tell us, but it could be short too, that's fine. You can send us a good old fashioned email. We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.